Keeping your government agency secure from cyber threats is a growing concern across the public sector. And trying to keep up with the latest technology can cause information overload. GovWhitePapers is a content hub for understanding the latest technology trends in government cybersecurity, AI, cloud computing, and more. So you can keep your agency safe without scouring the internet. Join for free and discover the best practices government and industry are sharing. Visit GovWhitePapers.com today. That's G-O-V-WhitePaperS.com. Greetings, everyone. You are tuned into the Trust and Believe Nomad cast. I'm your host, retired Master Sergeant Tony. Please continue to like, subscribe, and follow to my YouTube channel at Retired Master Sergeant Tony. It is the Trust and Believe Nomad cast. And I am hoping that everyone had a great weekend, a great Friday, a great Saturday, a great Sunday. All is well, all is well on my side of the house. Family's doing good. I tell you, um, Friday, I went and got a massage at one of the local uh, massage places here in our area. Very professional environment, very welcome, and very, you know, a nice nice place to go to get a massage. I went for a 30-minute one. This is probably the second time I've been there as well, and they offer other services, you know, massage nail care, haircuts, all that. So it's a very respectable, very respectful um, establishment, right? So I was noticing when I was getting a massage and I noticed, I said, man, you know, ever since I retired, I take care of my body, but probably not the way I should. Like I work out in the mornings, I don't stretch, which I'm starting to, to do even more. Even when I was active duty, I stretched, but not really stretched like I should be stretching, right? And so when I was, you know, getting the massage and everything, I was like, okay, I need to really start taking care of my body because I'm 47 years old. I am not getting any younger. So I need to start stretching these limbs out, stretching my legs out. I, I had three surgeries. So I was stretching some of these things. That way I'm not walking around hunched over 10, 15 years from now and I noticed now I walk with a limp, and that's probably due to the three surgeries on two on my knee and one on my foot. So that's probably you know attributes to that. But nonetheless, I need to really start stretching, 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 and just kind of just doing more than I'm probably doing in terms of after workout care and all that. Um, so yeah, so that's one of the things. Just you know, if you have a chance, you know, you get the massages, you know, all the wellness and body wellness and everything you got to take care of your body man you know i used to tell the soldiers that all the time take care of your body take care of your body but i'm like the worst person to give i, I give advice i've given advice over the years but i never adhered to my own advice you know what i mean that's one of the things that i struggle with among any everything i struggle with that adhering to my own advice i can always tell the the soldier or whoever, hey, don't walk across the street because the trucks are coming down the street. But then I do it, and trucks are coming down the street, and I'm not looking. You know, just using that as a as a metaphor. But, yeah, you got to start taking care of yourself, man. You have to start taking care of your body. Trust and believe. No pun intended because I walk around 
my knee hurt, my back hurt, my feet hurt, all the et cetera. Things just hurt. Things just hurt. But uh, today we're going to be talking about on Monday Mental Combat, we're going to talk about toxic leadership. Toxic leadership, no matter your occupation, whether you're military, civilian, what have you, you have or you are under toxic toxic leadership. And I will tell you, I have been a victim of toxic leadership, and I have had episodes in my career where I have been giving and producing toxic leadership. So I'm going to talk about that um, in ways we can kind of get around it. Um, there's a, there's an end all to a lot of this, but yeah, we're going to talk about toxic leadership here on a Monday. Stay tuned, stay locked, continue to be safe. Again, you can find me again on YouTube at retire master Sergeant 20. Just trust and believe no Mac ass. You can find me on Apple, Spotify, Google, Deezer podcast, chaser podcast, addict, Geo saving to name a few. If you prefer the audio versions, the downloads are increasing. The uh, subscriptions are increasing. So I appreciate that. Again, we're talking on the Monday, Monday mental combat. It is 25 October, the 25th of October, 2021 Monday mental combat. We're going to talk about toxic leadership. Stay tuned. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Trust and Believe Nomad cast. Again, I'm your host, retired Master Sergeant 20. Appreciate you guys tuning in. This is episode 21, y'all, so let's keep this thing going. So in my opening remarks, I talked about toxic leadership, and I would tell you, being in the military 565,000 years, I have been a victim of toxic leadership. I've been in units. I've been in sections. I've been in organizations places where they have toxic leadership and toxic leadership was at the forefront. Now I've had some outstanding leaders and I think I probably had more positive than negative, but just for the sake of this, today's topic, we're going to talk about the toxic leadership and you guys as well in your own respective workplaces, whether it's military civilian or what have you, you guys have, have suffered through toxic leadership or probably is going through toxic leadership. And I'll tell you, it's times where in, in my young, you know, when I was working, even like at White Castle, I dealt with toxic leadership. In my early years in the Marine Corps, dealt with toxic leadership, um, which was probably the thing to do back in the 90s. Um, my early years of making it through the ranks of in the Army, uh, I displayed toxic leadership and probably was because of a product of my environment. So I'll talk about that. Um, I just wanted to come up with a with a a talking base, not so much centered on because I can give you the military definition because you know we talk about this. We have, you know, seminars and symposiums and NCO uh, PDs about this. I mean, we kind of we talk about this till you can't talk about it no more because we live it. We go through it every day. I kind of want to just kind of stay away from that, but it's going to be hard to not talk about the military side because, I mean, shoot again. This is what I've what I've known over the years. So when I talk about toxic leaders, what is a toxic leader? Oh, I've never had a toxic leader. We've all had it. And basically toxic leadership is someone who participates 
and destructive behaviors, displays questionable personal characteristics, questionable personal characteristics. And then you have to look at that statement and say, okay, if they display questionable personal characteristics, what type of person are they? You know, I remember being a recruiter. It used to be guys and gals that would come into our recruiting station and just talking to them for 10 minutes. I knew you could tell where they're at mentally. How would they lead troops? Would I would trust them to lead my daughter in battle? Would I trust them to lead my son in battle? No, I trust you can get out this recruiting station. And some of these guys and gals, I didn't even want passing the ASVAB because they was very destructive and they displayed destructive characteristics, destructive attributes. Those are not the people that you want leading your organizations. But the problem is, and I will tell the, I will look at the recruiters. I was one of them. We kind of just looked the other way on a lot of things as it does to getting some of these people in the army to fulfill the quarter. And it was wrong. And it's not just the army, it's all branches. And it's, it's probably something you just can't escape because those type of people are going to find their way and weasel in into an organization. And a lot of times if your organization, whether it's a military or civilian, if they see good in it, they will find a way to kind of bring it down. But then you got to have positive strength in numbers, right? So let's talk about toxic leadership. And what I did, I broke it down into 10 categories. And I'm only going to do five today, and then I do five on the part two. So I broke it down to arrogance, discriminates against people, the coworkers and subordinates, even discriminating against their peers and superiors, incompetent at their job, self-interest, liars, bullying and harassment, Rewards and competence. Hmm. No moral compass. Unwillingness to listen to feedback and self-promotion. Wow. So today we're going to talk about incompetence at the job. We're going to talk about bullying and harassment. Rewards and competence. No moral compass. Unwillingness to listen to feedback. So let's start with incompetence. I've had a lot of leaders in my military career that have been great. They have been foundational in terms of, you know, building pillars of success and everything and setting you on that right course. But gosh, dog it, man. I've had some bad ones, man. Ooh, I've had some bad ones, some bad ones. But let me start with when I was working at white castle and I'll tell you type of leadership, toxic leadership I had. And I didn't even know the term toxic leadership. I just thought this dude was just, I couldn't stand them. So I leave a name out, right? Protect the innocent. <laughs> so I had, I was working at white castle again, right before I joined the Marine Corps. And, uh, it was this guy that worked at white castle. He was our shift leader or it might've been like a floor manager, whatever the title was, but this dude, he was very destructive with his words. Nothing he ever said was empowering. Nothing he ever said was endearing. It was always, you know, point the finger. I talked about this, you know, while ago, he never pointed thumbs inward. He always pointed the finger outward. There was nothing about him that can galvanize a team and nothing about solidarity about this guy. It was all about self-interest and some of the things I just named with the arrogance and self-promotion and all that. But this dude, I remember whenever 
the trucks would come in every Tuesday. And if I was working, I was one of the people that downloaded the, the White Castle truck, right? And I knew what I had to do. I've been working there for two years, so it doesn't take a, a genius. You know, it's it's not it's a science. It ain't rocket science to figure out how to download this truck. It's easy. Truck come in, you open the door, you greet the driver, he give you manifest, you find out what you're gonna have, you lay out the conveyor belt, stuff comes down, you stack it with all like items appropriately. New stuff goes in the back, old stuff comes to the front. Simple, right? Simple stuff. Simple stuff. Elementary. But he will always find a way to walk in there and point the finger, do this, do this. Oh, it should be this way. Why you got that? Well, rotate the box. Do this, do that. And I'm like, dude, I got it. I freaking got it, right? But everything was just so, his conversations were so destructive. Always, you should have did this. You should have did that. And I think probably sometimes as parents, we kind of get get to that point. But I, I, I leave that, that part along. We're all greatest parents. But he was, every everything about him was so destructive. And I remember when I enlisted, in the Marine Corps, oh, man, you would never make it. You'll never do this. You're going to fail. You're going to come back to Detroit. You're going to work at White Castle. Why would you even do this? You don't have what it takes. And I remember I listened to that, and that in the, for about 7.5 seconds, I believed that. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to prove it to this freaking dude. I'm going to freaking make it, right? And I'm going to freaking come back when I get my 10 days to leave after graduating boot camp. I'm going to come back. I'm going to see this dude, right? So I end up leaving, graduating Marine Corps boot camp. We came home for 10 days for leave before I went to uh, the Marine Corps combat training. And I came home. I had on my, my uh, well, they didn't give us dress blues because our class was the last class to not get dressed blues. So we had our deltas on. Um, and I, deltas was your, your blue pants with the long sleeve shirt, if I remember right. I mean, it's been 20 some years ago, but anyway, I walked in and, um, I remember he was there and it was a, Hey, Damon's back. Damon's back from the Marines. Da, 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 da. And so he seen me, I was standing at the counter getting ready to make my order. You know, I was greeting everybody, you know, Hey, what's up, man. Appreciate it. Oh man, you lost weight. You look stronger, whatever. So I'm standing at the counter and this guy, he rolls up the toxic leader, right? He walks up to me and he's like, oh, man, I'm so glad you made. It. I knew you could do it. Da, 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 da. Just giving me now he's praising me. He's giving me all these accolades and how he's proud of me. This dude was a sucker because a few months ago, I couldn't stand this dude. So, you know what? In typical Marine Corps fashion at that time, when he said all that, I said, slow down. Give me a number one with cheese and a Sprite large. Can you do that? And he just kind of just like, now, did I show any maturity in making that comment? Uh, I probably didn't. But, you know, I was I was a dude from Detroit, man. I was a freaking Marine. You couldn't tell me nothing back then. But that statement kind of validated everything he said that I couldn't do. That was his, that was his version of being a toxic leader because he should have been saying, you know what? Hey, man, I hate to see you leave White Castle. You've been the you know instrumental part. And the success of our White Castle. However, I do recognize you're getting ready to leave and embark on a transition that can hopefully, you know, make your life better, generate some additional income for you or more income compared to what I was making at White Castle to, you know, produce a life that you really want. But instead of saying that, 
right? It was, you shouldn't do this. You can't do this. Why you do this? You're going to fail. You'll be back here. Whatever. Now, I want to tell you, before I start getting into those categories, I want to tell you one story where I know I was wrong with being a toxic leader. So a few weeks ago, I told the story about a soldier when I took him to Dallas and, uh, you know, took the soldier to Dallas because you know, the reason being he was getting ready to get out the army anyway. And um, a A-frame that was on a, a flat rack fell on his foot. Now, these A-frames are freaking heavy. And the A-frame should have been locked in because they used the A-frame. The truck could hook it up, pull the, the A-frame on the back of a truck. It's one of the things you got to kind of see it to understand if you're not having had no military experience, right? So as a toxic leader, I remember I was all about mission. I was a young E-5, a sergeant. It was mission, mission, mission. And I remember distinctly, and this happened in 2003, I think it was. Yeah, almost 20 years ago. I remember them saying the A-frame isn't locked, but I just kept on a hey, mission, mission. Don't worry about it. I remember the soldier was like, I'm tired. Can I go get something to eat? You know, can I get a break? No, work, work, work. You know, that's just how it was. It was so mission focused trying to make this mission as an E-5 because they had never sent an E-5 out to command this particular mission at NTC. It's usually a staff sergeant or above. But my unit entrusted me to go out there and take, I had like 15 troops with me to go out there for this 30 day mission to NTC to support the warfighter, the units that was going into NTC training for the field and subsequent action in Iraq and all that. Right. And they, I felt they entrusted in me. So it was all about mission. I didn't, it wasn't about, you know, making sure the soldier was safe and making sure the conditions was right. And I was wrong in that. It was all about mission. And that was, to me, that was a version of toxic leadership because I should have said, hey, I understand the mission is important, but have we, do we have all the safety uh, prerequisites out there? Do we do our pre-combat checks? All the, do the soldiers have their daggone uh, PT belt? Do they have a freaking flashlight? Because it was like in almost dark. Uh, do they have their helmets on? Um all sorts of things, man. And I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't care about none of that. I would just want get this flat rack loaded with pallets because it would had MREs on it, meals ready to eat. And they was taking this food out to the soldiers that was in the, uh, in the box in the field, more or less. And I didn't even care about, you know, I didn't care about the soldier welfare. I just want this mission to happen. So to me, that was, uh, you know, now I'm thinking about it. That was freaking toxic leadership on my part. And that's something, you know, that I commit 20 years, 18 years later, you know, and it's just, that's one of the things I kind of think about when I was coming up with the title for today. Yeah. That, that displayed some toxic freaking leadership, man, you know, and I'm sure I've had other episodes and a lot of times you quick to blame what well, this leader was toxic. This leader was toxic, but you know, I've always, especially as I gotten older in my career, it's better to point the thumbs inward than them fingers outward. So that was just a showing you that, Hey, I come up with this topic because I lived it. And I always tell people, I ain't telling you to, cause I'm guessing I'm telling you cause I know. Right. So let's move on. Let's talk about the first thing we're going to talk about for toxic leadership and competence at their job. Oh my God. I've had some that completely incompetent and you, you wonder how did they even make it up to this rank? How did they graduate the school 
that facilitates them to get promoted and all this other other stuff. How do they how do they even make this rank? This dude is stupid. Oh, she ain't too smart. If you can't train a person for a job that you haven't done or that you don't know how to do, that is toxic leadership. Because if I end up getting hurt, which like the soldier got hurt, because I wasn't fully qualified for those A-frames and the soldier ended up getting hurt. So I could tell you, I was incompetent at that job that I was just talking about. But if you can't trust that leader to know what he or she is doing, to believe in what he or she is saying, that's incompetent leadership. That's toxic leadership, right? But a lot of times they just fall through the cracks, whether it's military or civilian. Oh, you, you good. You good. And you, and you got kids training kids, right? So whose fault is that? Is that the organization or is that the individual? You can kind of blame it on both, but the individuals are going to do what the individuals do, right? Incompetent at that job. Know your profession. Know what all your duties entails to ensure not only you are safe or your subordinates safe or even your peers, right? But make sure the organization is at a good standing with your performance because everything falls on you. You have to be better for you. You have to be better for the organization. You have to be better for your soldiers or civilians or however your work uh and now, breaking news from migraine sufferer Whoopi Goldberg about Nurtec ODT Remegipant 75 milligrams. I got big news. Now Nurtec ODT is the first and only medication proven to treat and prevent migraines. This is big time. Don't take if allergic to Nurtec ODT. The most common side effects were nausea, stomach pain, and indigestion. For important safety information, prescribing information, and patient information, visit Nurtec.com. Ask your doctor about Nurtec today. Nurtec, baby. Spark innovation across your federal agency with IT hardware, software, and services from Connection Public Sector Solutions. Your technology procurement challenges will meet their match as Connection's dedicated account managers offer exceptional customer service and our extensive list of supported federal contracts means you'll always get a price that works for your budget. Learn more about innovation for your agency with Connection Public Sector Solutions at connection.com slash fedcontracts tax organization is right incompetence at their job you have to be smarter and when the leader is not competent at what they're doing that leader is toxic because i just gave you an example a soldier end up getting hurt let's talk about bullying and harassment bullying and harassment this is something that happens not just at the military level this happens as a child so let's talk about bullying and harassment why do people bully why do people harass studies to tell you was how they was raised. If they didn't have love from their father, or if they didn't have love from their mother, or they, if they didn't have love or all overall, they take the person who seems like they have love and seems like they have good fortune. And they try to use things against them. Oh, I don't like you. I don't like the way you dress. I hate you. That goes on in the civilian world. As we get older, and these are adults doing these type of things. These are not kids, right? In the military, we've had it bullying with the sexual harassment. We've had leadership that's turned a, a blind eye to males and females getting sexually harassed in the military, right? We've had leaders that turned a blind eye to bullying. You go to some organizations and, you know, it's a, 
you, it takes an act of Congress for anything to happen in terms of, you know, being a whistleblower and telling on people because a lot of times people don't want to say anything because of reprisal action, bullying. People always getting bullied. What is the point of bullying somebody? What is, what is the advantage? Is to make you feel better and yeah, I pushed him down the stairs or I treated him like trash. But if you're a leader, you should be the one that's trying to, you know, you should be producing and generating solidarity, making everybody as one. We all we have. So what are you doing? Are you putting your arms around your juniors? Are you putting your arms around your peers? You know, no one cares about that because it's all about the self-interest. And, you know, with the sexual harassment or any type of harassment, if you're a leader and you're doing this, you are wrong. You are part of the problem. You are problem number one. You know, you should be an advocate for the people that can't speak for themselves. You should spearhead any type of action that it takes to ensure that no one in your organization, no one in your family, no one in your social life is getting bullied or harassed. But the leaders, they don't do it. They just turn the blind eye. Now, you have some good leaders. I'm not going to say you don't. But just for the sake of this topic, we we have some bad ones. And how do you get that? You know, you got guys that's been, guys and gals that have been serving 10, 15 years. Or you have civilians that have been in their respective workforces 10 to 15 years. You see it all the time now with the politics. With the last regime, that was bullying. That was harassment. That was toxic leadership. All day long, no matter how you cut it, the leadership was toxic, bullying and harassment. Got to get rid of it. When I talk about rewards and rewards and competence, oh, gosh, I've had some where you've had I've had soldiers that clearly never did the right thing, didn't have any right bone in, in their body. Everything was to the left, right? And they were rewarded with incompetence. I've had a soldier who's no longer here. Rest in peace. He, we had a situation where he was taking things out of our warehouse. Clean this day, taking stuff out of our warehouse and selling it at the local pawn shops off base. I'm not going to give the duty station, right? But he's taking stuff, taking stuff out of our warehouse and selling it. And they used to reward this guy. You know, they would give him, he would take leave. You know, he would do certain things, no type of action against them. He was cool. The, the NCOs would invite him to, the, to their house and they would all hang out. You just, you just rewarding this, this dude, his incompetence. And then something happened and you try to get a counseling packet on him or a counseling statement on him. And you don't have nothing to, to produce because you want to be friends with this dude. Are y'all buddies? Or ask the dude I freaking go to the club with. That is toxic leadership. Because you are the one that's allowing this to happen. You letting all this manifest into something that's totally, it's, it's wrong. There's no other words that can use. There's no other adjectives you can use. It is wrong. You're rewarding incompetence. Every time this dude or this girl does something, you're rewarded. Oh, I'm going to give him a day off. But then you punish the soldier or punish the worker who comes in and leans forward for you, who leans in and fights for you. But you reward the person 
that's always doing the wrong thing. And a lot of these toxic leaders, quiet as kept, a lot of them, the, the subordinates have dirt on that leader. So the leader's not going to betray their friend because they all hanging out. They all buddies. And that's probably the, that's one of the biggest things in the military that we had. It was all a lot of the leaders were trying to be buddy with, with their subordinates. You can't do it. Don't allow it. It does not work. It's a recipe for disaster. I've seen careers go down the drain because of that. It's a recipe for disaster. Reward and incompetence. Don't reward incompetence, leaders, because that makes you toxic. Do not do it, because if you reward incompetence, how is this person going to know right from wrong? What are they going to do? How They can't tell the left from right, the back or the front. Let's talk about unwillingness to listen to feedback. So we have in the military, we have what we call sensing sessions. And you talk about certain people, certain situations in the unit. And it's, it's, you know, a lot of it sometimes is a check the block, but sometimes it is, you know, you can kind of eradicate some issues. So again, I've had situations just like all you have with people unwilling to listen to feedback. Hey, Sergeant such and such is just like this. You know, a t- PT formation, they told me to do this, and I didn't do this. Oh, no, you're lying. He ain't like that. Oh, I'm not like that. You know, you try to, I've had situations where I talked to some platoon sergeants one-on-one about their leadership, about the things they're not doing for the greater good of the platoon of the unit. And I was told, get the F out the office. You don't know what you're talking about. I've had situations like that unwilling to listen to feedback a good leader will always listen to you they may not do what exactly what you ask but they will always listen they will always listen because a soldier or anybody whether again if it's a military or civilian they would tell you the right thing if they're if they're good as well they would tell you the right thing to do hey you may not want to continue to act like this because this is the reason this is happening you know, we, we I used to call toxic leaders, used to call them morale killers, kill the morale. As soon as they come into the office or wherever, it's just morale just sink. You don't want to be around them. Can't stand them. Don't want nothing to do with them. Can't stand if they want to leave. Oh, my gosh. Are they going on 30 days leave? Yes. Yes. But the problem is when you celebrate, you know, they got to come back. Oh, and your morale just be killed with that unwilling to listen to feedback leaders you got to listen to your subordinates you got to listen to people because they may be telling something telling you something that could potentially save your career that potentially could save your life in some situations you got to be willing to listen but toxic leaders don't do that you know we talk about uh self-promotion oh it's all about me oh i did it y'all didn't do this i did it I tell you, I'm, I've been a victim of that as well. And I tell you, of all these, every, all the times I thought I was a good leader, and, you know, pe- the people can speak for that. There's been times, like I told you, the instance with the whole NTC thing with the soldier. There's been times where I did probably a little self-promotion. I remember when I was in Fort Irwin and I ended up becoming the battalion safety NCO. And so for two years, I was charged with the duties of ensuring that the, the weapons ranges were good to go. That was safe. The units meet the protocols. I would have to listen to the, the range briefings and all that. 
I would go out when units are doing their uh, regeneration operations and doing all that. So you just you basically what I was doing me and it was I think two warrant officers in our office. We were charged with being the eyes and ears for a battalion commander and the battalion command sergeant major because they can't be there all the time. And then we would have to brief uh, whatever the finders we would find. And I kind of walked around with the whole self promotion. You know, I, I was a leader. I was a young E5, but I was a leader because the battalion commander said, hey, I want you to do this. The battalion command sergeant major is like, this is what I want you to do. Um, and you had to lean forward. And I was pretty much an advocate for them. But I remember I used to walk around kind of like, hey, you know, I'm the battalion safety and see what I says goes. And, you know, I know the colonel because we was in another duty assignment together. And and them company commanders, they all kind of used to look at me like, OK, dude, you're not all that. But I used to walk around because not so much of the rank I had. It was the position. And I probably used that position to my advantage of on Fridays. We would we didn't have a lot to do on Fridays. So I would just take Friday, man. And, you know, my wife was going to school. So I pick her up after she get out of her. She only had like a couple classes on a Friday. So I pick her up and we out. You know, I would go to doctor appointments. I would do all this. And I was self-promoting that, hey, man, I'm untouchable. I'm the freaking battalion safety NCO. My only boss is one officers and the battalion commander. So y'all can't freaking do nothing to me. I was being a toxic leader because I should have stayed in the fight. And I did my job, but I didn't do it all the time. I did it when it worked for me. Now, looking back, you know, again, I was a young sergeant, you know, I should have I should have did more than I should have at that position. But I think I ended up making up for it in my career. Right. But I was it was all about self-promotion, all about me. Well, I'm this. Well, I'm that. You not this and you not that. Um. The one, I, the last one I want to talk about is no moral compass, and I had an actual, you know, uh, a daggone uh, regimented way I was going to talk about toxic leadership, but telling these stories, it kind of just, I think sometimes the life lessons can be better than what you see in the book and whatnot. So I want to talk. The last one I'm going to talk about is no moral compass. No moral compass. Does this person, as a toxic leader? Do they have any morales about themselves? One thing you always have to ask. And I used to always ask myself when I had that platoon sergeant I couldn't stand or the first sergeant I couldn't stand or the sergeant major, whoever. If I thought they were toxic, right? I used to always wonder how were they raised? Where are they from? Who are they friends? Who they who they hang out with? If this first sergeant is toxic in his leadership, does he hang with the other first sergeants in the battalion? Does they hang with the other first sergeants on the installation? And I used to, okay, if you hang with this first sergeant, he's all about positivity and he wants to do things the right way. And he's, you know, spread the core, the whole nine. But then you're F this, F that. I hate you. I hate this. I hate that. Why am I here? You suck. I think a lot of that is, is, is a you problem. Cause we can all be a product of our environment, but at the end of the day, does the product, the, does the environment really define what the product becomes? Because we've all been instances. I mean, I could tell you, I'm a dude that grew up in freaking Detroit, and there was a lot of good things in my environment, but there was a lot of negative things in my in my environment. And I'm sure I brought a lot of those negative attributes with me throughout my life. It's fatherhood, parenthood, service member, all that stuff. But at some point, you have to kind of realize 
if nine nine people say you're doing the wrong thing, chances are you probably doing the wrong thing. But only a smart person would know that. Only an educated person would know that. And probably more important, a self a person that has self awareness will know that, recognize it, and implement measures to ensure my behavior is not toxic. To ensure I'm building solidarity, to ensure I'm generating happiness, to ensure I'm producing the right people to end up taking my place as a leader to continue to do the good things. Right. Again, I'll tell you in closing here, I've had some great leaders, man, phenomenal leaders. But if I had to say 10 phenomenal leaders, the problem is you seem to remember the two leaders that were bad. That was just like, just, ugh, I couldn't stand them. You come to PT in the morning, you do your physical training in the morning, and just the sight of them, the voice, you see the car in the parking lot, it just makes you so mad. Oh, gosh, I used to make make me so mad. Showing up on a Monday, hey, is Staff Sergeant such and such here? Oh, no, he don't leave. Yes. Hey, man, I don't see Staff on such and such car. Oh, he running late, but he'll be at the... We're going to have a meeting at 7.15. I'm like, come on, dude, man. They don't even give you time to get yourself ready for it, you know, today. I've had some bad ones, man. I remember a lot of times when you're a platoon sergeant, and typically you're responsible for 50, 60 people, depending on the composition of your unit. And a lot of times I've had leaders, they would say, hey, the first sergeant's going to have a platoon sergeant meeting. And we're going to get released at 1600 today. So you're like, okay, shoot, we're getting off at four o'clock. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to do that. And then they, you're just sitting there waiting on what, what the word is going to be, what what's going to happen to formation, what time is the formation and all that. And the platoon sergeant ain't tell you nothing. The rest of the company have been released. They didn't, they didn't even have a formation. You just sitting there and all of a sudden the person, the platoon sergeant, whoever comes back, section leader, whoever, Oh, yeah, we're going to have to work late tonight. Why don't you tell us this from the jump, man? We could have made, you know, I could have told my wife. I could have made uh, babysitting plans or whatever. Oh, so are you you in the Army now. Nah, it don't matter. You, you, you know, you just got to do what you got to do, man. I ain't worried about nobody's family. That's toxic leadership. So find a way. If you feel that you're a toxic leader or you know toxic leaders, you can you can handle the situation. You could talk to that person. Get another person with you when you're talking to them. Hey, some of your ideas, some of the way you, the ways you act is not producing, is not attributing to a safe and positive work environment. It's not. It is not. And that's something that we as humans has to fix. Again, it's not just military, but I got to speak on that because that's what I've been doing for 465 years. In your civil sectors, there's toxic leadership. Again, it's in the government, it's in the church, it's everywhere. It is everywhere, but there are ways that you can find about toxic leadership and ways you can diffuse toxic leadership. And I think on the second part of this, there's other categories I want to talk about because this thing is expansive. You can talk about toxic leadership all day. But I wanted to, what I want to do today, I had again, I had a regimented list of things I want to cover. But I thought about if I tell the story and kind of, you know, be transparent with, with everyone that can kind of tell the reason why some people are toxic. This is the way it may be the only way they know how to lead. 
Because if I look at a lot of the leaders from when I was in the Marines, you know, a lot of those dudes was like just, you know, hard punch in the face, you know, don't care about nothing, you know, jot the mission, so on and so forth. But also I have to think about how was those were the dudes, all my master gunnery sergeants, the sergeant majors, when I joined the Marines back in the 90s, the majority of them dudes was coming from Vietnam or in that Vietnam era. So think about how the country was back then. Not saying that everybody was bad, but think about how their leadership was. And it, it it's all has a residual effect. A lot of times the negative bleeds negative, bleeds negative. But at some point, it's almost like a generational curse. If everybody in your family has been poor since the grandma and grandpa, the mother and father, but God dog, man, somebody got to change this cycle. Somebody has to. And that's kind of with it with toxic leadership. At some point, you have to be the pinpoint, the spearhead of success, the spearhead of happiness. Man, I want my subordinates to be at work because they're happy that I'm their leader. Man, I want my peers to be here because they're happy I'm their peer. Man, my superiors are happy that they're there with me, that I'm serving for the greater good of not only myself, not only for my subordinates, but for the organization. And if you do that, man, I tell you, it'd be great. But I can't be, you know, I can't live in a fantasy world. You will have toxic leadership and toxic leadership will always be there. It's not going away. Now, there are steps that you can do to minimize that toxic leadership. But unfortunately, it never goes away. But let's get fortified in our position. Let's stand out with our, with our chest out and be vocal about it. And if you come to a situation where the leadership is toxic, you have ways to get around that. You can do one-on-one. You can have someone with you. You can confront it in a tactful, professional manner. And that may be a way to change someone's thought process. They may say, well, I didn't, you know what? I didn't even know I was being toxic. I apologize for that. I'll do better. So there's ways. You just got to find ways to, uh, to get rid of it. And I think what I do in a description, I put links in there, how to identify toxic leadership and also ways to maybe mitigate some toxic leadership. All right. So in saying that, I want to take too much of you guys time. I know you like guys probably like, God, dog, this dude is ranting. But one thing I want to leave you, I always want to have a phrase for the day. This is talking about leadership and I'm going to stare directly into the camera. Leadership. Think about leadership. Talk about toxic leadership. This is what leadership is. This is my own words. Leadership. The ability to cultivate an environment where others want to emulate your every word and your every action. Again, leadership. The ability to cultivate an environment where others want to emulate your every word and your every action. Take care. Be safe. Be sound. See you guys tomorrow. We're talking on the Tuesday. It's the 25th of October, 2021. Make sure you identify those toxic leaders and do what you need to do to mitigate that toxic leadership because it's not good for you. We'll do a part two on this sometime down the road. Just want to kind of touch on it a little bit. Again, tomorrow, talking on the Tuesday. Appreciate y'all. Like, subscribe, follow. Trust and Bleed Nomad Cast. Retired Master Sergeant 20. Again, I'm on Apple, Spotify, Google, uh, Podchaser, Podcast Addict, Geo Saving, to name a few. Peace and love. See y'all tomorrow. 
Keeping your government agency secure from cyber threats is a growing concern across the public sector. And trying to keep up with the latest technology can cause information overload. GovWhitePapers is a content hub for understanding the latest technology trends in government cybersecurity, AI, cloud computing, and more. So you can keep your agency safe without scouring the internet. Join for free and discover the best practices government and industry are sharing. Visit GovWhitePapers.com today. That's G-O-V-WhitePaperS.com.